Welcome back to another episode of Grandma's Girls. Welcome. I like this wine. This is this is good. What what did you bring us? Well, it's the uh, Boda Box. Flavor? I don't know. Red blend? Whatever Katie has. Love that. We're at Katie's house. We're at Katie's house. We have a special guest today. We do. Her name's Katie. Her name is Katie. <laughs> if she wants us to call her that, otherwise we can edit this out and call her something else. Well, we won't say her last name. <laughs> well, duh. We don't ever disclose that. That's true. Anywho. We'll talk about her Una Momento. Yeah, but first, We want to catch up. Let's catch up <laughs> to speed with what's going on with Dina and Shannon. Shannon had a date. I have a boring life. So, Shannon, take it away. I don't. You don't have a boring life. She actually is just coming off a high of Friendsgiving, so, which was fantastic. I feel like the Christmas holiday will be better. Friendsgiving was fantastic. It was Keith cute. It was makes cute. probably the best mashed potatoes I've I, ever tasted He knows in my life. it. He freaking knows it. I want the recipe. And the bread. He's very uh, happy about his bread. <laughs> he's, he's very happy about it. About his bread? About his bread. Love it. But yeah, his taters were great. They were fantastic. I know they were. I told him, I said, I can't make mashed potatoes. Will you make them? And he said, allow me. Allow me. Alloy. Alloy me. <laughs> so yeah, we had a Friendsgiving. It was, it was we ate a tasty. lot of food. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes I can't stand you. I feel like you say that every podcast. But I love you <laughs> Or every pieces. episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did have a date, my second date. Tell me everything. He is very sweet, Uh-oh. and we're going very slow, and I like it. Okay. Like, nothing physical yet. No kiss. Nothing. It took Keats and I, like, th- three or four dates before we kissed. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. We are, like, we're meshing. We're starting to, like, laugh and get each other's personalities, which I What'd think is... What'd you do? Where'd you go? We went to... The first time we went to Professor Java's, which is a coffee Probably shop. Always, yeah. And then we just went to Red Front. Some people may not know that. It's in Troy. There's also a place in Clifton Park. I've it's idea. like a mom and pop pizza shop, and it was oh. great. We had oh. the Cobb pizza. Sauce was on top. Cheese was on the bottom. Cool. It was pretty cool. I love pizza. Uh, me too. And, um, yeah, he, we walked out, and he was like, I'd like to see you again. I was like, I would love that. And he's like, maybe we can talk on the phone at some point. Wow. I was like, yeah. He's older than me. He's 38. He's, Ooh, he, I love that. He's got a little, Katie little girl. Um, no, I actually. <laughs> he's got a little girl, right? You told me that. I prefer them older. I mean, these idiots nowadays. I do not. I know. Dina loves them young. I do. Um, but he seems like he has his shit together, which is. What's he do? Put me on the spot. Oh, okay. No, I'm pretty sure he works say. for the paper mill. And, um, oh, all right, all right. He's right, going right. to school to be an electrician. You know. Oh, cool. And um, I think he's a volunteer fireman. Um, and he's in a band, a little screamo band. Oh my a little God. guitar. That's fun. I was like, I love you. Do we know what was his band name? <laughs> oh, God, why do you, why? Yes, I do. Okay, we're going to listen to it after. Okay, great. Um, And then what else? He's hot. You think he's hot? Cute? Sexy? Yes. All yeah. of the above. I'm into it. Every time he smiles, he, I just want to eat his face. It's he's so cute. He's got dimples? What's he got? Well, he's, he's got a beard, uh, but it, like his whole face lights up. Cool. Blue eyes? Brown eyes? Brown. Solid. Ginger beard. Ah, that's I love right. that. Ginger. Love the ginger beard. <laughs> that's cute. Good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I was like, wow. It's uh, nice to take it slow, be easy, yeah, be chill. There's no pressure. And I found out he makes his own pickles, and I was like, I want some. Please. 
We Me. love a pickle. Love I'm a dill pickles. rather than a sweet. Well, he's he's into the sweet right right meow, and I'm okay. like, well, it's trash. And he Give said, me a dill. well, your taste buds change, so you might want to try. I'm sure they're tasty. I'm sure they're fine. I like tasty. them, but like my go-to is the dill. Yeah. Give me the salt. Unless it's like mouth. sweet and spicy. Have you ever had the Wickles? No. Yeah, they're so good. They're spicy and sweet. Okay, I want to try Wickles that. brand. Right? Is that what they're called? Wickles? So. Yeah. I want that. So fucking good. Ask him about it. Bring it up. Be like, so I well, like I didn't Wickles. know about it. Well, now you have Wickles? a conversation. Yeah, they're called the Wickles brand, and they have like a spicy, sweet kind. Do you make Wickles brand? Yeah. <laughs> I like Wickles. Are Wickles. you a hot and spicy or sweet and spicy? It's pretty nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> I'm into it. So, yeah, other than that, um, work sucks for you? Well, yeah, because I'm doing the job of three people, and I'm one person. In case people didn't know. Is that Julie? Julie's coming out. That dirty little bitch. Right? <laughs> Let's say all mean things about her before she gets here. <laughs> Just kidding. Jack, hey, Jules. JK, we love you. Um, I have, uh, I'm so bored with my life. I mean, it's fine. I just barely work. I had my first full day yesterday. Really? Yeah. I came home and I was like, Kate's, I worked today. I I'm actually tired. worked all day and it was rough and thank God I had today off. I mean, I needed a break. Hi, hey, Jules. Jules. We, Shannon and I are just like catching Evan. up. Hey, Ben. Hello. All right. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Katie, the funeral director. Well, we have to tell them what we're, what we're talking about today. Yeah, we're talking to a funeral director. Okay. She's an asshole. Okay. Bye. bye. Welcome Hello. back. We now have our special guest, Katie. Hi, everyone. You're going to have to speak louder than that. Hi, everyone. There we there go. There <laughs> So today's episode... Is all about death, if you will. Well, yeah, and let me just have a backstory. Katie and I know each other well because of Julie, who's also here right now. And uh, we met <laughs> in, did we meet in Florida or did we meet at, with Kat? We met in Florida. Did, is that when we met? Yes. And it was yes. pretty, uh, you know. Instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much love at first sight, I have to say. We were pretty, we were going on strong. And that was, whatever, I don't know, eight years ago or something. Julie's taking pictures of us, and it's very awkward. We're models. <laughs> we're all models. <laughs> anyway, Katie has been a funeral director for how long? 12 years. That's a long time. It makes me feel a little old. Well, I'm older than you, so. That's true. It's okay. Um, She's older than everybody. It's, it's true. I am older than everyone in this room. Um, tell me how you how you thought about being a funeral director. What was it? Well, it all started um, when I I started nursing school right out of high school, and um, I was in a relationship at the time that <laughs> failed. So my life failed. I stopped going to class, so uh, I failed nursing school, uh, and happens to the best of us. It does. It does. It does. It's fine. So, um, you know, I kept going to like my my clinicals in the hospital, and I got to watch an autopsy. And you were like, "This is neat." Yes, I, I was. Like, it is neat. Very cool. Um, not squeamish. Love people. You know. So the guy who did the. Do you autopsy, prefer them alive or dead? Mostly. <laughs> I think alive. They are more fascinating to me alive. Yeah, that makes sense because um, they have a personality. Yeah. You have to ask these questions. It's true. So, um, the people want to know. 
So that's where it began. And then, okay, so from nursing school, you went to mortuary school? Yeah, at Hudson Valley Community College. Okay. Shout out. Not sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is sponsored. (laughs) 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 Um, So, you know, it was just a... And while you were in school, were you like, hell yeah, I'm into this? Or were you like, shit, what did I get myself into? No, I instantly felt comfortable. Um, I really was just doing it to do it. Yeah. Like, why not? And you're like, I don't have to. At that time, you're like, I don't have to deal with anybody. Right. You do actually have to deal with a lot of people. A lot of alive people. Yeah. Yes. But um, it just felt like, why not? I think I wish I got into it. Yeah. So how'd your family feel when you're like, hey, I'm doing this? Um, my parents were definitely surprised, um, very surprised. And it was funny, a couple years after I graduated, my sister was like, maybe I want to be a funeral director. And my I mom see was, that. My mom was like, no, no, <laughs> I'm not having my two daughters be a funeral director <laughs> because like, people wonder what we did. Yes, <laughs> so, well. <laughs> and now she's a probation officer. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like most funeral directors that it's been in the family. Like yeah, for they sure. owned a funeral home and it goes down generation after generation. For sure. I feel so fucking famous right now. <laughs> I know. Can you guys yeah. stop? Yeah. We'll hold the really, questions the later. The paparazzi's like out of control. <laughs> that was a good one. Great. <laughs> so I there is like ten thousand questions that we could ask, but I would like to start from the from the beginning and I think like how do you deal with the emotional aspect of death of loved ones and because well let's go back to what you actually have to do right yeah so take what, us through the process yeah okay, what is sure. what is the process like sure. when the fresh body comes in yeah she, no, so no no she picks the fresh body up I do well sometimes right most most, most of the, the time, time you're picking yeah. them up but yeah. then sometimes do they get delivered no no she oh, picks so them all up. the time you pick them up well, yeah I do so it starts off I'm on call say I'm yeah. on call one night I get a call. It's either at a house, a nursing home, a oh. hospital. So I have to go wherever the person is. Um, I bring them back to the funeral home, depending upon their final destination. Um, I either embalm them if they're going to have an open casket, or I put them in a box if they're going to be cremated. Okay, let's go through the embalming process, please. Okay. Wait, I have seen this. Yes. Julie and I have both seen this. So what are the beautiful. what's the process though when you bring the body back to the morgue? Like before the embalming and cremation. Okay. Oh, they just chill. I put them on a table. Yeah, they <laughs> just chill out. Don't you clean the body? This is Not the embalming instantly. process. Right, right. If somebody's cremated. Julie, your phone? It's that stupid bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If, <laughs> if someone's getting cremated and none of their family is going to see them. Literally, what you die in is what you go in the box. So you do it. You have them enclosed. Do you even wash the body? Not if they're going to be cremated. And what's right. the temperature at what they get cremated at? Oh what my a question. gosh! I feel like it's sixteen hundred degrees. Wow! So box, clothes, bones, skin, all that fun stuff get burned. Egg, everything. Yeah. Wow. Well, except so ashes are actually the bones, teeth. That is what ashes are. They get ground up. Mm-hmm. Not that's the all skin. that's left. Correct. Um, <coughs> that that, burns that burns just burns right away. Yep. Ah, that actually really makes sense. That. Yeah. That's so what what's, I mean, this might be a weird question pertaining to cremation. Like, what's the cleaning process in between clients? Um, well, so a funeral home in New York State is not allowed to own a crematory. Okay. So there are Fun two fact. crematories in this area um, that we go to. Um, one mainly 
And I know that they have to sweep out the, it's called a retort, the oven that a person is cremated in. Mm-hmm. Um, they have how to sweep it out. It's cheaper than a burial. No, I mean, how much can I get paid to sweep out oh, that, uh, that shit? <laughs> Would that be considered like an undertaker's job? Because they do all the digging and cleaning anyway, right? No. So um, there is a, what do you call it? A little course you have to take and a certification wow. you have oh, to get oh, to oh, be oh. a crematory operator. Oh, excuse wow. me. Mm-hmm. So it's separate from me. I do not do that. I just bring them there, drop them off, sign them in, and that's it. Do you drive the hearse? Yeah, I drive the hearse. Hell yeah. Yeah, I do. Sweet. Yeah, I do. Back that into a one-car garage. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so embalming process. Okay, so I'll give you, you know, the condensed version. You know what? Hold on. Can, uh, let's back up because when you pick up bodies, you've told me stories. And these are, it's usually just you and one other person, right? Yeah, if I go to a house, that's the worst. Because you, yeah, you don't know, don't know where they are. Into. They could be on the toilet. Absolutely. Um, they could don't, be on the toilet. Ugh, let me just, universe, please don't let me die in a toilet. <laughs> I mean, it would be okay. kind of fitting, though. <laughs> All right, let me die in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> It's not good for the funeral director. All right, don't let me die in the toilet. <laughs> well, how long after the body dies does rigor mortis get it? Um, within a few hours, and then it only lasts like 24 hours. But that, it can be, okay, this is a scary term, but it can be broken rigor mortis. So it's it's not like we're actually breaking joints, but you can work a muscle, like bend the you elbow. Move it. So it and, doesn't and become it, incredibly it will stiff loosen. yet. Okay, okay. okay. Correct. It's like PT for the dead. Yeah, exactly. A little <laughs> range of motion. A little range of motion. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You sick bitch. <laughs> but I, I don't like that's it. Sick at all. I think that's just <laughs> physical therapy for the dead. I think we. Sh- I, think I we're need onto to something. get into that. Yeah. I think we're onto something. <laughs> we'd be a we'd be a hit. Sure would be. <laughs> so there's so many times where I will go to a house and um, you know it's like a super Italian family and there's literally 40 people inside this house. Oh my God. They don't want to leave the room when we're putting the person onto our stretcher. Are they um, all praying? Or what was that? Are they all praying? Um, not so much praying but sobbing. sobbing. There's probably so food, loud. wine, music. I know. They're probably crying over cheese. I had drunk people many times. Ooh, I'm not surprised. For sure, they offer me wine. I wish I could. Yeah, I'll take um, a like then I would drop yeah. this body. Two to go cups. So that's um, always a little bit stressful when you get a house call. Yeah, well. you never know what you're walking into. You'd prefer a hospital. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you bring the person back. If they're going to be embalmed, put them on the table, get them undressed. I've seen thousands of dead naked, naked bodies. bodies yeah. Yep. Um, Big and small, young and old. Absolutely. Yep. Um, then, you know, we set the features, close the mouth, close the eyes, clean little crusties out of their eyes, um, right. which is gross, but has to be done. How I'm that? sure that's not the grossest thing. No, it's so true. how many, like, I'm sure there's, like, spasms and everything else. Like, how, I guess, when you bring them back to the, the home, like, how often do you see that before the embalming? So, there, the spasms, honestly, I've never witnessed. Really? Interesting. I, I feel like it's maybe an old wives' tale. Mm-hmm. Um, people... Noises? Some, sometimes when you move them, if, say, they took a breath in before they died and there's air in their lungs. Okay. If I'm, you know, pulling them onto a table and it compresses their lungs, there'll be a sound that sounds like this. Uh, oh my god, terrifying. It's very alarming. It's very I, got alarming. <laughs> when you're, I would die. When you're alone at midnight, 
right thing to say. Midnight. Uh, no, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all dead people. <laughs> it's very scary when that happens. Because you, it, you're, it's you're so like, quiet. what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, I know this is completely off topic, but you know what I thought of when she made that noise? Tina. No. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> from Bob's Burger yeah. was um, oh, Princess Bride oh, True Love when True he's, Love yeah. did you see okay, that movie? of course yeah. <laughs> me and Julie yeah I really love that movie yeah, everybody that's does. what I thought of sorry continue. okay totally it is similar to that so um, you know there's that's a lot of times where people don't have their dentures with them so I get to build their mouth up I have you know we're taught cool. in school um, like Kind of what a face should look like. You just. I know that you've done some waxed noses in the past. I have lots of wax. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what you use for teeth as well, or no? So cotton. Cotton. cotton who knew? Yep. You Builds a mouth, mouth up. Fill it with cotton. It's pretty much. Is uh, open casket still pretty present? Where I work, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, we're in the. A lot Italian. of people want that. Italian territory. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Irish. I don't know. The Catholics. We yes, had a Catholics. Too, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, all right. And then? Okay. So you get their face looking pretty. This is before, like, embalming. You get that well, off about This to, is during. Yeah. Like, this is the whole. So when someone's embalmed, their tissue firms up. So you need okay. to get everything set. Even their hands in place. Like, okay. look nice. Nicely folded on their lap. Um, and then... Okay. Wash their hair. At, I do that during. Oh, okay. During, during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you wash hair and then do makeup? Makeup happens after they're at dressed the very in, end. in their casket. Okay, okay, okay. Because we want to do that in the light that they're going to be viewed mm. in. So, Got um, you. So make a little incision. Oh, I want to say this. Most people think everybody has an autopsy. That is very rare. I would say one out of... Twelve people have really. If it's like a suspicious death, then they yeah, have yeah, the autopsy. Yeah, accident, suicide, a suspicious death where they don't know why, yeah. overdose. Um, there's an autopsy. So most people are just a whole body, like you know, a nice old person. Um, so this is how you'd embalm them. You make a little incision under their collarbone. You raise up their carotid artery. You find it. It's what we're taught in school. Uh, you raise up their jugular vein. Mm-hmm. Um, Put string under both, and then yes, she has. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. I know it's, it is fascinating. <laughs> I was also like watching from a distance. So I was with like, your hand What's over your mouth, going on. <laughs> I thought I would be handle this better. Julie's like it. It feels like a chicken, like a raw chicken. I feel like that's what Julie kept saying. I think she did. Yeah, I think she did. Anyway, that sounds ahead. like Julie. Yeah. So, um, you, you get those vessels. You, well, I've mixed my fluid, you know, I, I kind of, based on if they're emaciated, if they have edema, you know, I mix my chemicals accordingly. Cool. You're um, a scientist. Yeah, a little bit. There's a chemistry to it. Um, and then you put the cannula from the embalming machine into um, the artery and you cut a hole in the vein and you turn the machine on. So the machine is pumping the chemicals through your whole circulatory system and the blood's draining out the vein. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. The, it, at simultaneously, you're pumping fluids and it's draining. It's just pushing all the blood out. Got it, got yep. it, got it. Yep, um, and then that process, I mean, 
from start to finish for me, it takes about an hour. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Yep. I would have thought it would have taken a lot longer. Some people it does. But well, she's a pro at fast. this point. Depends yeah. on the how big the person is um, or how... Sometimes there's blockages, and then you got to do a little troubleshooting. Like, their hand is not getting embalmed, and you can tell because their veins stand out. Their skin turns a little Gray. pinkish. Their nail beds clear out. It, when it's embalmed. Correct. Yes, yes. So when it doesn't, um, sometimes you have to go to um, a different vessel in their arm and raise that vein and okay. artery and just do it that way. Um, what was your first experience like? Like, the first week on the job? Sure. Um, it was a little old lady. I don't remember her name, but I she know was she, in peace. Yeah, she, she, she's she resting. was a perfect first candidate. Okay, for, great. You great. know. <laughs> um, oh, so you felt good about it. I did. Okay. I did. This was a long time ago. Yeah, I know. You're like I don't remember actually. <laughs> But so, obviously, it wasn't a traumatic experience. It was not. Because yeah. in mortuary school, you use real bodies. So you were like, I've done this a thousand times Absolutely. already. Like, okay. you dissect a body from the outside in yeah. um, in mortuary science school. So it kind of weeds out the people who can't handle it and don't have the stomach for it. Right, mm-hmm. right. That so, was the same thing with Brazilian waxing for me. <laughs> we did so many vaginas before. Like, once I got working, I was like, Whatever. Ain't no thing. Seen one, seen, seen them all. Seen them all. Mm-hmm. Seen a thousand. So, okay, so now that's that's the process with the dead person. Now you have to deal with all the emotions surrounding someone's loved one's death. Yeah. So you your other job besides that part is to deal with the families. Absolutely. And how emotionally, like, how were you able to handle it? Because you were taught all of that stuff in school but then when you come face to face with the emotions that's totally different you like you didn't deal with real families while you were in school right so your first family experience when someone's sobbing about their grandmama that passed like what do you how do you handle it um so a lot of times I think of it like this like I never knew the person I never saw them standing up I never heard their voice so it doesn't affect me so much Um, But there are certain families that I work with where you can just feel their pain so deeply. And I get a little misty. Of course. Sometimes I cry really hard with them. And I'm like, I hope you don't mind. Just like I said yesterday, actually. (laughs) And the lady was like, no, not at all. (laughs) So I'm sure it's um, comforting. Exactly. Like, I'm a human, too. Was there a young Um, person that died yesterday? Is that why? No. Well, he was in his 60s, but but it was sudden. It was so sudden. And the family's just in shock. And, you know, it just breaks your heart. You feel their pain. Yeah. Um, When it's an old person... I'm very rarely bothered. Yeah, right, very right, rarely. right. Um, I still do a great job, but and you've I'm dealt with children, children. Yeah, I think that's what would do it for me. Absolutely, is, is the babies. It's just weird when it's a smaller person that you're dealing with. It doesn't feel right. right. Not that it ever feels right. Yeah, but it, it just really jolts you a little bit. Um, there's been some sad like accidents that I've had to take care of. The young person, like a six-year-old. Um, yeah, and it's just, you give them a little extra TLC, for yeah, sure. Of course, yeah. yeah. Talk to them? You talk to them? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. Put nice. a little Vaseline on their lips. Oh, cute. You know, make oh, feel better. That's, so <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. That is cute. Yeah. So, um, 
What's the, what's gross? I would like to get into gross stuff. Well, most people, well, I want to say like 75% of people poop. Okay. Really? Fun yeah. fact. Diarrhea or solid? Diarrhea. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it's diarrhea. Of course it is. So, you know, like I got to clean them up and that's, that's kind of like a least favorite part. Can I ask what is the worst uh, person you've picked up? The worst position of a person that you've picked up? Any drowners? Um, so I've never yeah, had someone who's been, like, floating for a long time. Okay. But um, there has been, this was a long time ago, there was a lady who died in her apartment in the summer. She lived in, like, county subsidized housing where, she, and she was estranged from her family, so no one was checking on her. And she was there for, they think, two weeks. Oh. She literally looked like a skeleton, just like a brown colored skeleton and there were maggots oh so that i don't okay. do well with bugs no i wouldn't either mm. so does that uh do you have dreams about that afterwards <laughs> like is that in your brain you how long does that go out of your brain so i don't have dreams but um i mean i can picture her right now oh, okay her great. hair was fine her hair looked great interesting yeah i've seen people who've been dug up after 30 years and it's really fascinating i'm sorry why um, sometimes if a family wants to move cemeteries, because the cemetery's going downhill, oh. and they don't want their loved ones there anymore, mm-hmm. we'll have to dig them up. Um, I would assume that you would just dig up the casket and move it and not look at the dead body. Some caskets, depending on the burial vault they're buried in, hold up better than others. Wow. So Keep that in mind when you're paying thousands of dollars on a casket. Absolutely. You want a sealed one. You want yeah. one with a seal. Get the expensive kind. Yeah, it's only $200 more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, with this one lady, she looked like like Jackie Kennedy. It was a beautiful. She was a skeleton. Her hair was perfect. Her suit. She had a little skirt suit on. Perfect. Her hands were still in position. But she was a skeleton. But she was a skeleton. Ah, that is it wild. Was cool. That <laughs> is real. I <laughs> wish you could take cool. pictures of that, I but that's so not true. okay. No, because then the not. person will haunt you. Exactly. How Speaking long do you know? How long does it take for the body when they're involved to decompose? decompose? So it really depends on, like, the medications a person was on before they died. If if their tissue has a lot of fluid in it, they're going to decompose faster. If someone was in major chemotherapy, like, would that have that they would decompose slower? Um, I wouldn't say slower. It's hard to know. Okay. It's hard to know. Okay. Yeah, you're not um, watching them decompose. Right, but I mean, we have held. I have held someone for two weeks, and at once they're embalmed, like, and then their funeral. They had their funeral, and they looked perfect. Huh. So more than two weeks. Okay, that's they, pretty neat. Before they start to go. Fun fact. So you never thought that someone was not dead. Correct. No. But it's so like, I'm sure there's a lot of things you go through, I guess, if you were unsure. Well, I, I did listen to a story about this recently. So pretty much like when I cut someone open first before I embalm them, like the little incision under their collarbone, if they start to really bleed, I mean, that would be an indicator to me. Oh, like, really? Oh, no. You know? I guess it's more like when you pick them up. Yeah. Like, do you ever, this, all right, this one particular story that I'm thinking of, he picked these people, this person up and heard them move in the back. 
Okay. Have you ever heard that? No, but sometimes the stretcher, when I go around a corner, you know, yeah, I make right, a little right, right. bump sound. And um, I actually recently brought my sister on a removal to pick did someone you? up. I did a couple cool. weeks ago. Awesome. And um, the stretcher moved while we were driving, and she <laughs> freaked out. I was like, don't worry. That's normal. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Just very alarmed. Um, in the in this particular story, he he really thought the person was still somewhat al- very faintly alive, and two other people checked for him, and they were like, maybe, but you're freaking me out. Like everyone's just mentally, I don't think it happened, and he he did cremate this body, but the whole time the the wife of this man was like, I'm I'm on vacation or something, I'm away, I need his ashes to take home with me so I need it to happen immediately mm-hmm. so he was like oh, I don't know I want to wait but this woman blah 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 he ended up cremating him but in his mind he's like I don't think he was dead and then the woman the wife never picked up his ashes ever very weird and and he, he ended up quitting he's like I never went back to funeral directing because that was so fucked up that I could never go back wow I know crazy wild very crazy. That woman killed her husband. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, uh, about- if a person's on hospice, they're on morphine. Right. So their, their pulse is so faint. Like, And that's what he was saying. Yeah. He's like, I feel like I hear a pulse still. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I don't know. Uh, so how about boners? <laughs> they come up? <laughs> Um, occasionally. That was a good segue into that. I yeah, it so. was. Um, so occasionally, it's very rare. Um, I want to say it's happened two or three times in my 12 years that I've seen that. One of them was an amputee. He only had half of a leg on one side. Diabetes? So, probably. Okay. So. He, was he older? And um, No, he was like middle-aged. Oh, okay. Um, but normally... If a boner happens, it means their circulation is good. Birthed. Yeah, they're doing good. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it is like, whoa, you know, it scares you a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I saw a dead boner, yes. that'd freak me the fuck out. Normally, I'll put a little paper towel over someone's private parts just yeah. for some dignity. Okay. And, um, but yeah, when that's like moved, it's like, whoa. Oh, my God. Is that? Shannon, Welcome to the party. Shannon yeah. has a story about that. Fine, I guess I'll get into it. I'm sorry. Oh, do you want to talk about other things first? Yeah. Okay, then we'll come back to it. Fantastic. You just want to just, you want to go fly right through it. Well, it connects to the story. Fine, I'll fucking talk about it. So these are some (laughs) necro-pregnancies. Okay. Okay. This is in Lexington, Missouri, painting the picture. Okay. All right, circa 2010. Wow. Mind, Mind you, it's Missouri, so... Right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. 38-year-old mortuary worker was held on $250,000 bond after becoming pregnant by one of her clients. The alleged victim experienced a post-mortem erection while being bathed. So she hopped on it? Being alone, she straddled the dead man and proceeded to have sex with him. <laughs> Much to her surprise, the alleged victim came to orgasm after sex. No, months. is that possible? I you don't think so. You cannot come. I don't. Think that so. is impossible. Well, they did a DNA test. The only time I've ever seen a boner is during the embalming process. Not You've when I've never was tested it out. Someone. No. <laughs> no. no I know. You're like, well, I guess I'm just gonna. <laughs> Let me just see. Second story. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I guess. That's where I was born. 
Katie's family. Now it's all. Now it's all. Sound I know exactly. Full circle. Grandpa. Yeah. 2015. <laughs> 26-year-old morgue worker was arrested after DNA tests revealed her newborn baby was the result of a necrophiliac intercourse with a man she was to autopsy. Um, she is accused of having sex with dozens of corpses over the course of two years, which resulted in a birth of a baby boy. Her son is by a man who died in a car accident. She is to have had sex with more than 60 corpses, ranging from the age of 17 to 71. Again... Are these, like, real fresh dead people that have boners? Like, how the fuck does that happen? You can't. I've never seen semen come out of a dead body. Well, you're not trying and you've seen to. Very, I'm not. You haven't seen a lot of boners. Like, how does she, How could she possibly have sex with that many dead people? Like, well, I mean, if they're in demand and she's at the morgue. I, yeah, I but. I feel like necrophilia, in my mind, would happen more with a women. male. Yeah. Yes. Because we director. just have a hole that you need to stick it in. Exactly. But it would be cold. I have a story for that, and, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cold and dry. And honestly, even when someone's very clean and dead, there's just a smell. It's not like rotting eggs. Yeah. There's just this, like. Dead smell. Dead smell. And it's so unappealing to me. Some people are actually really into it. Uh, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's why necrophilia is a thing. Fun fact. Okay. Necrophilia is legal in four states. Do you want to know? Uh, let me states? guess. Texas. Florida. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and somewhere in the Midwest. Dakotas? Or maybe... Alabama. Alabama. Good one. The four states... That necrophilia is legal is Arizona. Wow. Georgia. Wow. Hawaii. What? And Rhode Island. What? So in case anyone out there that wants to have sex with dead What in the fuck? Those are the four states you want to be in. Is there, um, cannibalism? Is that legal anywhere? I don't think so. I wasn't researching that. I was telling you guys that there, on Armchair Expert, there was a, um, it wasn't even an interview, it was maybe like experts on experts, and it was about a man, I don't remember if he was in prison or not, but he was a funeral director as a young boy, and he became a little bit of a uh, cannibal. And he would just taste flesh here and there, and then I think there was like a cannibal cookbook out there i feel like i believe that yeah i mean it's it's like quote unquote a joke but not really in the movie fried green tomatoes they oh yeah that's right like police officer yeah that's right yeah i would i i'm not all for it but i would absolutely eat a person what the fuck do i care i this is, this I, is i feel some type of way about it i don't i eat animals and i like animals more than i like people Firm but fair. Okay. Yes. Um, and I feel it's not like I would ever take someone's flesh and cook it myself. You can but eat if me I if was I like die before walking you know. down the street and someone had a little barbecue yeah. and like, you want it, you want a bite? I would try it. Especially fry it. fry my thigh up. I feel like it would be pretty tasty. Oh my god. I told my mom that I would try and she was very disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Only because she has to be. Right. It's so wrong, but I'm like whatever. Very taboo. Now I do remember reading that um you like it's not good to eat brains or organs because it will affect our bodies. They're whatever in like Nepal 
or New Guinea, maybe Papua New Guinea, there were people that were eating brains, and then their brain turned into a cauliflower, and it got all fucked up, and they died. Okay. So, which I think is why most of the time cannibalism is illegal, plus moral reasons, but, I mean, no one's really that moral in general. They'll kill people. You might as well eat them. Right. You know, if I'm going to kill an animal, I might as well eat the whole thing. So if you're going to kill a human, you might as well eat the whole thing. Waste not want. Waste not want a human broth? Anyone? Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, here you go. I just can't even with this conversation. (laughs) So I want to talk about some smells. Like, do certain bodies, like male or female, give off certain different smells? Does a fat person smell different than a skinny person? Why do I have be weight with you? Because I, I have an issue, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> do drug addicts smell worse than um, sober Vin, people? Uh, Vin left, I'm sorry. And drank my wine, too? He went away. On his he, way out? He went out. Um, he's like, answer he's the up. first question first. Okay, so smell. <laughs> Fat versus skinny. No, no. It's all about how they died, how long Chemicals. it took. Like, okay. exactly. I feel like someone who was, like, wasting away from cancer... There's an aroma. Mm-hmm. There's an aroma, yeah, bet, and it's not a rotting smell. It's it's indescribable. Yeah, indescribable. Right. Okay. Do you have any differences between male or female? Um, like not sense wise, but like the process any different, or is it just really coming down to how the person died? Body. It's just yeah. Are, are all of the, are all bodies the same? At yeah, the end we're of the just day? a bunch of meat suits walking around for sure, for sure. Um, one thing, you know, like, I get to feel everyone's, like, carotid artery. Mm-hmm. Some people, there is plaque in there, like, like a quarter inch thick. Wow. Lining, and it's gross. And it's hard. It's... Thank you. You can feel the plaque. Yeah, I have to take it out before I can put my cannula in to embalm them. Wow. It's sounding like you're saying calendula. Cannula. It's, it's a it's little... It's a device. It's a little, um... Little nozzle with the hole in yeah. it at the end of the hose. Now you forgot the point where you kind of stab these people to release gases. Okay, because so I do recall that. That is after you do the arterial <laughs> embalming that I described before. Yeah. So they didn't actually teach me this part in college, so that was very alarming when oh, I got to the funeral home. Because they will bloat up with gases. Correct. Intestines, yeah. if you don't break them up. The bacteria that's in there is mm. just gonna. Keep it's doing alive its still. It's Ex- alive. Exactly. Yeah. So. Fun fact. This is what happens. It's a long, hollow spear with a sharp tip at the end and a hole, and it's attached to a suction hose. <laughs> Grow up. I said that's what she said. <laughs> and Don't you go about sense. two inches over and two inches up from the belly button, and you put. Julie, making this real awkward on us. (laughs) You stab them, and you eviscerate their insides. And so while that's happening, the suction hose is doing its thing, so it's sucking out any extra blood or fluid, bubbles from their lungs. Um, Bubble lungs. But you really, it's very violent, and... You let your aggression out? I don't like to do it. Especially if it's a kid. Yes, it feels so wrong. A yeah. baby, it oh feels my so God. wrong. Oh my God. So I'm oh very God. spoiled oh where I work, where um, <laughs> the men I work with know I don't like to do this, so they'll do it for me. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Occasionally I do it, but I'm very spoiled. Good. Yeah. Have you done, performed an actual autopsy before? Well, I've witnessed. Okay. Um, I've she, never... That is a different career. Yes. So yeah. an autopsy will happen at the hospital and we would pick them up from the hospital okay. once that is done. 
and then do and that so and then you sew them up from there yeah if they're going to be embalmed after they have an autopsy it's a whole different ball game because there's no um, there they give them to you open they're sewed up very loosely. Okay, so you it's have always to a bloody mess. Them. Always a bloody mess. Thanks, doctors. Exactly. Way to go. They could do better. I'm sure they could. Yeah. Well, I'm they're sure probably they thinking they're dead. What does it matter? Exactly. It matters for you guys. Mm. Oh, you know, like what does it matter? We're just sending them to them. They're gonna clean them up anyway. Yeah. It's Good. very um, it's very challenging when they're sloppy with the autopsy because there's no arteries to find and work with. Do they take the no, but if they cut them too high in their oh, neck, it's oh, like, oh. how can I find that? Yeah. And, but I have to, but it's such a challenge. There's um, a few cases that has stayed with me that you have told. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time ago, but there was one in particular that was, I believe, a suicide, and his spine. Yeah. You know you noticed that something was strange with his spine? Yes. So um it was a man many years ago, um, who took his own life and it was because he had chronic back pain Aww. and no doctors or any tests could determine that he had anything wrong with him. And I did not know this until after I embalmed him. So he had an autopsy, so you can see someone's spine when they're all open like that. Yeah. And it just looked chunky. Like his spine was like bumpy and just like elephantitis of yeah. the spine. And so I went upstairs and I was talking, um, you know, with my coworker who was working with the family, and they told me he had chronic back pain. And I was like, well, that's so weird because, like, I noticed his you see spine it. was crazy. How like that makes me so sad. How does so not sad. find that? I know it's very sad. There was another time, very interesting um, physiological thing that I saw. Um, well, I guess it would be anatomical. Um, so when someone has an autopsy, their skull cap, you know, their their head is cut open. Mm-hmm. So I did not know that. So I had, like, their skull, the top of their skull in my hand. Strange. And this was a person who was known to sniff a lot of drugs. Um, they just had that habit. And their nasal cavity went all the way up in their head. Like, it was eroded, so I could see it in the skull cap. Normally it's, like, a solid you know, piece, but there were, it was like the nasal passages kept going way far up. So all you um, cocaine sniffers, that's going to happen to you. Exactly. You're eroding your sinuses. Drugs are bad, okay? Okay. There was another one that, uh, you can edit this out too if you don't want to talk about it. That one I can't talk about. Okay. That's the specific, okay. that's the worst oh thing I've ever God. seen. Oh my God, I know. I, like, I really, it, it, I still think about it. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk okay. about it after this? Sure. So I know? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the worst that I've ever seen yeah, in my whole yeah, career. Yeah, that does sound pretty terrible. Um, yes. Sorry, so, oh, wait, did you have more questions? The only thing I want to know is, so now that you've been in the business for 12 years, what, like, when you pass, what is oh, yeah. your... What's your game plan? Sure. So I used to always think I wanted to be cremated, but I decided recently, well, it's been my, it's my career. Like, I don't want to just be put in a box. Mushroom pod? No. Uh, yes. I'm going That's traditional. I know, isn't that crazy that I she wants to be, be she's over. like some. I want to be embalmed. <laughs> I want to be a pain in someone's ass. I want a, I want a fancy ass casket. I already picked it out. It's a beautiful purple, <laughs> purple color. Yeah. Um, and I want to be buried and... Ultimately, it comes down to, I don't want to be dust. Like, I transfer people's ashes, you know, into urns, fill jewelry. Like, the, I don't want to be dust. I want to be a skeleton. 
Okay. I want to have a little tomb okay. underground and be be a skeleton, take up space in this world forever. Do you, like, does your idea of death, has it changed because of your career? Like, do, are you fearful of it? Are you cool with it? I am absolutely not fearful of it. And cool. I, I just think of all the cool people I know because I have known some of the people that I've taken care of. And so many cool people have died. And it's like, everybody's got to do it. I'm yeah. not afraid of it. Yeah, I'm not afraid I either. hope to see these people, you know, and I really believe I will. And so... I don't know. There's been so many um, families I've worked with that have really expanded my my mind. You know, like just to witness people's faith yeah. is really yeah. something a lot of people don't get to do, and it's one of the most beautiful parts of my job. Faith is everything to, to some people, and it gets and it them change, through. And it does change the closer they are to death. For you sure. could be completely uh, atheist sure. from the beginning, and then you're, you're not when you're rolling, when you're coming to the Rainbow Bridge. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So that's something that I, I love about my job. It's just... That is cool. And I'm like a people watcher in the most, yeah. the most tender of times in people's lives. There are some times where it's a sudden death. The person's going to be cremated, but the family wants to see them first. It's the first time they're seeing their dead loved one, and they're sobbing uncontrollably. When they leave, I sob uncontrollably, yeah, like yeah. screaming, crying. It, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's heavy. It's it is so really heavy. heavy. But so kind of with like the spiritual oh, yeah. aspect, have you experienced anything spooky when you were embalming or... So not spooky, but the one, supernatural. one, yes, one really cool thing that happened. This was a long time ago. Um, it was the middle of the night. A woman died of cancer at her home. It was this brand new, beautifully, beautiful, like newly built home. Um, and so we go into her bedroom. She's in like this fancy, beautiful kimono robe. She just looks so lovely and classy in her bed. So the second that my partner and I put our hands on her to move her, all of the alarms in the house start going off. And there's like two different, oh, I don't know what chills. alarms it was. So it gets better. <laughs> so we both look at each other. My eyes just started like tearing up because it was the second we touched her. Yeah, you're like, this is wild. Yes. And so that happened. Her family was obviously there when it happened. They didn't know we had just placed our hands on her or whatever. So at the funeral, I said to her daughter, like, it was so wild. You know, I said it was exactly when we touched your mom. She said, well, you know, the last thing my mom told me was that she would send me a sign when she was safe. Oh, And I was just like, oh, oh my gosh. It, it was insane. It was just insane. Um, that happened once. And there was another time where I went to a nursing home. And it was this very, like, devoutly God-loving woman. And um, her room, it was a small little room in a nursing home. Her room just smelled like roses. There were no roses. They had not bathed her in anything rose-scented. Mm. And the smell was overpowering. And if you look up on the internet, like, there are certain saints and, like, um, like Mother Mary, like, the scent the of roses aroma? is oh. connected to, to certain um, biblical figures and things like that. So that Crazy. it was just something that sticks in my mind. And I mean, I kn we don't have to get into this, but I know you've gone to psychics before, and they or mediums, and they've been like, you have a lot of people around you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure do. Yep. So I went with my friend Oops. who lost both her parents, and um, her parents showed up, 
and and he, the the guy was like, "There's a lot of people with them, a lot of people." <laughs> and specifically, I was just talking about like an active person who had just died that week because it was like a freak accident, and I had told her about that, and. He's like, there's a man named so-and-so. I won't mm-hmm. say his name. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the guy I was just talking about at lunch before we went to see the medium. That is crazy. And there's no one by that name in their family. So it was definitely him. Yeah. yeah. And We're like, oh, he's still with me. Great. Yep. I just feel, yeah, there's probably a lot of people is hanging around. Yeah. Well, hello to all of you. Hello, everyone. Hope you're having an okay time. Yep. I'm Open sure. Proud. I mean, I fully. I was talking to Lexi about this. About this, actually, but I really feel like uh, what I would like to believe is that wherever we cross over, there is no ego, there is no nothing but just like peace and happiness and joy, and then you turn into a butterfly. That sounds great. That I feel like great. that sounds pretty good. Yeah, you can so. watch videos on people who like death experiences and oh yeah back, oh and my god what when they describe is beautiful yeah <laughs> you know like white lights and uh calm and peace streets of gold but like then where do you go it's not like there's a place filled with a thousand souls well, a thousand no, billions well there's no time there's no i i we don't time know. doesn't exist we don't know planes there's multiple planes yes i hope i become a white cat Really? <laughs> I seriously do. You want to be a white cat? Yeah, I've always wanted a white fucking cat. Oh my, okay. You, you hear it first. What is that? What? You can talk and shit about that? cats since we got here. Shit? No. no, it's true. I want to be a white cat. I <laughs> I want to be one because they're little assholes. And you just want to be an asshole. I'm cool. Not with only in life, I've but as nice a cat. my whole life. Yeah. Dina, didn't you ask for one as a kid? Yeah, all the time. Every fucking Christmas. I want a fluffy white cat. Did I ever get one? No. I got a stuffed animal, white cat, beggars, and that was it. So when I die, I hope to become a white fluffy cat. And I'll adopt you, and you'll be my little white fluffy cat. You're also going to be dead. <laughs> You're going to be my sister or cat. <laughs> anyway, also what Katie hasn't told us is that she found love in the funeral home. I did. We're not... We're not... <laughs> Thing. I was gonna fill your wine. Okay. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend's a funeral director too. You know, we were friends, and then we were. You guys were coworkers. You yep. had to work closely together. Over. For sure. And I do recall you saying like he gives a lot of. Uh, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? He. You were like I love the way he embalms. He, uh, uh, <laughs> I do. I look for that trait too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he's he's a caregiver. He puts a lot of pride. That's the word I'm looking he for. Does. Pride and, into his work, and which is attractive. Love him, and he's just a really good funeral director, and so am I. So it all started when our boss's mom died. Okay. And we were a team, and he asked us both to be the funeral directors for his mom, and we did a really good job. And the rest yeah. is history. That's it. She she fell in love hard. Yeah, that's okay. I, I no, really feel like there's like a supernatural like, force yeah. bringing us together. For we're sure. four years later? Yeah. Four yeah. years later. Yeah. yeah. So you never know, people. If you can't find love, be a funeral director. That's it. You never know. You well, never know. That's a good segue to what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. 
Okay. okay. And you can to go to dinner in like ten minutes. Yeah. Are you asking us to leave? No, but I'm I'm just worried about your dinner reservation because <laughs> Dina's starving. I'm not. Oh, do you want your food? No, I'm not. I'm not starving. So you can put your two cents in as I go through the. I don't have to go through all of them, but I looked up all of the kind of heinous necrophilia cases. Okay, of course you did. This is what I do in my spare time. Um, if anyone doesn't know what necrophilia is, it's the sexual attraction towards a sexual. Uh, excuse me, no. towards a, or involving a corpse. Okay, so these are the ten, I called it dead sex stories. Okay, great, great. <laughs> the first one, so like four out of the ten were women. That were getting fucked. That were fucking. Women were fucking. Yeah. I still don't understand that. <laughs> I don't get it. How right. can, you can't fuck a soft but wiener. So Karen Greenlee was an apprentice embalmer in Sacramento following her arrest in 1979. Okay. She confessed to having sex with 20 to 40 male corpse. Ew. At the time, necrophilia wasn't illegal. She was only convicted of illegally driving a hearse and interfering with a burial after abducting the body of a 33-year-old man. She walked away with 11-month jail time, two months of probation, and $255 fine. Was she, like, dry-humping them? Or, like, they don't have boners? Uh, clearly they do. You're going to have to rub one out. I don't know. This, this, this is a scientific... Get the squishy. <laughs> it's just it's for science. It's for science. <laughs> Spread to God, it's not sexual. It is illegal, though, in New York State, so as long as no one knows. Oh, that's right. As it that's should right. be. I'm usually alone. I, I'll <laughs> eat a person. I'm not going to fuck a person. No. She admits death. to death. enjoying the smell of death and takes pleasure in attending the funerals of her corpse I would lovers. like to know the trauma of this person. Like, that is the story that I'm, I think I'm a little bit more. I, I need to know what kind of trauma did her parents put her through. To I'm like sure they're the, all fucked up in yeah, some way. Yeah. It all stems from childhood. <laughs> Childhood trauma, man. They were, yeah, they were molested. Probably by a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> How do you figure that? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, so this is Victor Artisan, a.k.a. the Vampire of Mai. Um, yeah. He was an undertaker and a grave digger in a small town in France. Okay, I'll we'll say. Um, he confessed to having sex with over 100 corpse. He admitted to digging up some corpse and bringing them to his home. And that he would also lay, lay next to them and sleep. And he had a skull of a thirteen-year-old girl. Oh. A skull. A skull. Like what does that even do? That for he would you? constantly kiss and call his bride. Yikes! You got to be real sick. Yeah. Really sick. Is that how the Corpse Bride movie came up? We should ask Tim Burton. <laughs> we should. Were Tim? you in, were you inspired by Vampire of My? <laughs> this next one is um, Lam Cor Juan. Okay, Juan. Nineteen eighty-two. He was convicted of murdering four women and mutilating their bodies. He had sex with their dead bodies, then removed their sexual organs, favorite part, pickled them in Tupperware. He pickled a clit? He pickled their sexual parts. And he's called the Jars Murderer. Honestly, I could... I'm not going to say I can get behind that, but, but like... you would try a pickled... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not the Anything point. pickled, she'll eat it. <laughs> Fried or pickled. <laughs> No, but I understand more of like um I kill you and then I f- I freshly fuck you. 
Where, like, a person digging up skulls and fucking No, he, would, he took the bodies. body, kept her there, and just kept her skull and just kissed it. No, I know, that's what, but the other person that you just talked about, he would kill them and then fuck them. That I can understand, they're warm, still. I guess. Anyway. You want me to continue? Yeah. Are you getting worked up? You alright? I'm cool. Alright, great. <laughs> I'm gonna have weird dreams tonight. I can't even wait. <laughs> Anthony Marino in 2007 a former lab tech at New Jersey Hospital, was arrested and served seven years in prison for sexually violating a 92-year-old woman's body who had recently died. 92? Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> My favorite, Ted Bundy. Of course. He was uh, first recorded instance involved his 1975 murder of a 12-year-old. Sorry, Lynette. Bundy admitted he lured her <laughs> from her school, taken her to a hotel room, drowned her, in a bathtub that sexually assaulted her before disposing her corpse. Fun fact about Teddy okay. is that he would always go back to his corpse before, like, they fully decomposed and before animals got to them. That was, like, his M.O. What do you mean he would go back? So, like, he would go back to the spot where he would, like, bury oh, essentially he'd, he'd their body. People. And he would, um... He'd be like, hey, you okay? He would go back and fuck their bodies. Oh, he'd just stick his dick in. Just the tip. I'm sure there were maggots in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Maggots. Yeah. That's if anybody's so exposed wild. To, the, to the wild, well, Ted Bundy, he didn't coming. have a weird childhood, yeah. right? He had a pretty normal. He was normal. Well, it's it's a certain percentage of normal people that end up being fucked up. I you think guess. it's just like too much porn. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't um, know him personally. He just happened to be one of my favorite serial killers. And I was like, oh, he's in this list. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, a lot of these people, I like, can't pronounce their names, so I'm going to just call him um, Marcello. Okay. They used to call him the vampire of something. Um, I can't pronounce it, but it's fine. In a nine-month period, he raped, murdered, and defiled the corpse of 14 young boys. Many were or had worked as prostitutes or were involved in Rio's underworld drug market. Several of the victims were decapitated. Cool. Cool. I mean, cut a head off and fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> that should be the name of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> cut a head off and fuck it. <laughs> um, 2008, Laura Hughes and her 12-year-old daughter. See, this is what, when you involved um, not only necrophilia, but incest. Yeah. That's where I'm like, why? Cannibalism, you mean? No, incest and oh, necrophilia. Wait, about incest? No, the, my next segment. Okay. Is incestual. Yeah. So, Laura Hughes and her 12-year-old daughter, Tessa, were both found lifeless in their home. 20-year-old Martin Hughes, Laura's stepson and Tessa's brother, admitted to shooting Tessa, then Laura afterwards, and he claimed that after the murders, he had sexual intercourse with Laura's corpse. That was the daughter or the wife? That was his mommy. His stepmom. Same thing. No, it's not. (laughs) His mommy. It's not as it's a stepmom. That's not. It's that's still not incest. That's not incest at all. It's still weird. No, it's not. It's weird. Would you have I sex mean, with yeah, your the mom's whole husband? Idea is weird. Would you have sex with your mom's I husband? I could, and it would not be incest. It'd be weird. Weird, fine. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> it is incest. not incest, it's though. Weird. It's not incest. It's weird. Not. Weird. I'm gonna second that. Do you know how much stepmom porn there is, or stepdad, or stepbrother? I think you have some daddy issues. No, I think it's a dead issue. <laughs> that couldn't be father for <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. 
Um, Genzo <laughs> caught and charged with a murdering spree. He was charged with murdering 24-year-old woman and sexually violating her corpse. I don't understand the act of killing and then fucking. No, I do. Like, that I can understand... Uh, you know, I mean, not really, but, like, I get, like, the adrenaline, and you killed someone, and then you're all, like, I'm horny because of it, I'm gonna fuck it, it's warm, Do it's I have to juicy. worry about you? <laughs> but, like, a dead person, like, a real, a 92-year-old, or picking up a dead skull and kissing, like, that I can't wrap my head around. I'm I just, what, why go through the, like, once you kill them... Uh, like why? I don't why know. Why not? Because they're not gonna fight. I mean, anymore. why not? Yeah, it's like rape. It's raping the nothing. It's raping a nothing. Not the willing, but not the unwilling. They're just dead. I mean, right, what a cool thing to say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> JK, everyone, I'm kidding. I swear to God. <laughs> trigger. I don't know her. <laughs> all of all of our episodes are trigger warnings. So this one was a. So this one involved four people. Um, there was two girls and two guys that lured um, these other two teens to their house, and they robbed them, and they ended up murdering them. And then one of the boys and the girls ended up having sex on top of their body and next to the body. Which, I mean, not really, like, just fucking weird. them, but it's just weird. You have a court. They're having a moment. Yeah. yeah they're having a moment. Um, so Jerry Brudos was a deeply disturbed man. He had a shitty childhood where his mother always wanted a daughter and made him wear girls' um, clothes, clo- girls clothing, okay. and treated him very poorly. In 1968, <laughs> while married and with children, he began a murderous spree where he would lure women to his like garage in the back of the house, okay, okay. strangle them to death, and then in feminine clothing and heels, he would ejaculate all over their body. Wow. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see your face. I guess that's better than raping them. Uh, that was my last one. I mean, it is. It's wild <laughs> out there, people. <laughs> Be careful. Be freaking careful. This, this took a turn. This took a turn for the worst. What are your input on this necrophilia act? I just, like I said earlier, there's... For me, I guess I'm normal. Um, There's, like, a smell that a dead body has that is gross to me, even though I deal with it at work. Also dead. It's dead. (laughs) Correct. But, But just, like, how people could be attracted to something that smells this way, like these pheromones that are released when they're, when they die, like... It's like a little sweaty, but you know, sometimes I like a sweat smell. But yeah, oh, this yeah, is not yeah, a good yeah, sweat yeah, smell. Yeah. Sweaty smell is it's good. Like a, it's so like a. It's like I can't even so explain we all like it. Spice. We all like spice. I wish I could Quite jar nice. it up for you guys. I wish you, you could. could. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah I'm into it. It's, it's funny that we eat cruciferous vegetables that smell like farts <laughs> and eggs. I love them. I know. I love them. They're my favorite. But. A dead people? Not a dead body smell. All right, cool. That's, well, that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you'd like to add that we didn't cover? Mm, you guys really covered the spectrum. I feel like things. we did a lot. Yes, you yeah, did. We, we did came prepared. We didn't want this just to be... Started at the beginning and went to way past the end. Yeah, I did go way past the end. <laughs> Our apologies. <laughs> but, you know, something to think about. All right, until next time. We love you. Love you. Bye.